0: Nine times out of ten, you probably don't come to me for all your news. So where do you go? Stay tuned for more. Welcome to Curbed Angle, your topical news with a twist. When I'm looking for information, I usually try to keep it in the general sense of, hey, what's going on with the weather? Or general news about other people and what they're doing in their lives, and things like that. I know, pretty boring, but that's me. But many other people have different ideas and different things that they want to look forward to whenever they're consuming the news. Nowadays, we have such a wide selection of news that it is great and also pretty bad because within all that truth, we have a whole lot of untruth, which can make it difficult to decipher... Of course, what to believe in and what to not believe in. With the addition of the internet and social media, it can be quite taxing to figure out what exactly is going on, which then means that you have to go to many different sources in order to have a overarching, basically, truth and then be able to make a decision about what you want to go on with it or either just leave it alone. If you turn on any news source right now, most likely you would probably see something that's more emotionally charged with possibly very striking visuals, loud probably noise, and things like that to grab the viewer's attention which isn't that shocking at all because of the market and how people are competing for your attention. Now, all these sources can be broken down into basically two choices. So you basically have the centralized networks, which focuses more on old mediums, such as radio or television. And then we have decentralized networks, where it focuses more on the internet and basically having a more wider range of information. In the centralized area, Radio and TV could hit millions of people and they also had another luxury because only the elites and people with money were able to actually be in control of all of them. While decentralized networks were more focused on, well, everyone. So everyone could get on the internet and basically say whatever whenever they wanted to in hopes that someone else would listen and agree, share you know, the usual stuff. Now, I know many of you viewers have probably grown up with television, VHS, and things like that where it was more controlled and you really didn't have much of a say unless you, I don't know, called into the broadcasting system or whatever the case may be. And, of course, as we grew up and technology advanced more and more, we were able to express ourselves and also listen to said networks or whatever on social media and other digital platforms. And don't get me wrong, we've probably had it better off than say decades ago in the 40s or 50s where there were like two channels and that was it. All you could do was just watch that in its entirety and then keep it moving. But I just find it fascinating how even during our time when say there were times where we could interact and be a part of the conversation we would call in or send a quick email <laughs> but I believe back then that the bigger networks definitely still had our attention particularly with serials and tv shows and does anyone remember Kids Bob? Yeah I also greatly was annoyed by that too whenever those ads came on but because it was connected with a television show or network, such as Cartoon Network or something. That's what we would see all the time because that was what was connected with the target audience children. So I feel like nowadays people are still doing that, but they just have to be a lot more, unfortunately, loud and just cater to whatever they need to in order to get those views or likes or ratings. So sure, we have all these social networking programs and things like that, but honestly, people are still finding ways to reach out to other people because nowadays people are definitely just trying to, you know, at least take a break from the whole internet, everything, and just kind of, you know, look out and around them and reevaluating things. So I think people are still just utilizing the whole And this is just an example, like taking out flyers and saying, hey, you know, this is happening or that is happening. Check it out. Good news. You don't have to quit news entirely, but it does mean that you're going to have to work and filter out many different aspects of the news that you consume every day. And thankfully, if you like what you're consuming now, good for you. You know, these are just my opinions and sources that I've heard from others on the same subject. Now, according to the article, Why You Should Quit the News by Mark Manson, it basically explains many different reasons on how in the past news hasn't really been working out. And nowadays we have so much information and how to pinpoint and differentiate from the two. And he does explain a couple of different methods to finding high quality entertainment news. Now, some sources are truly nice enough to just post this stuff on podcasts and YouTube or whatever. But in some cases, I'm sad to say you are going to have to pay some money, but it can be worth it. Now, here are some of my recommendations, such as Reuters. I know it sounds like Reuters. I always get the name wrong. Associated Press is another really good one. And basically, any kind of publication that is... Adamant about fact checking. Now, in the article, they do mention reading a lot more, which I found it can be very useful not only for just knowing what you actually want to know about the world around you, but also can be, of course, relaxing and therapeutic and a rest on the whole screen time. If you know what I mean. Blogs and podcasts are another tip that the article offers, which is funny because, and quote, Blogs and posts are interesting in that they don't succumb to the same economic realities of mainstream news media, they don't demand huge overhead expenses to maintain, and they rely on personal trust of their readers to continue to exist." So I think that's pretty cool in in terms of it is trusted by a single person or a small group who you have to gain their trust over time. So I think that that's pretty cool and it's funny cuz they put <laughs> a small quote down there saying most podcasts and blogs suck but one can arg- arguably be but one can arguably be better than most of the content on the planet right now. So again, that's up to you to decipher because there are so many different kinds of content right now. One other thing that the article mentions is to not just get all your information from one source, but I feel like most you'd be like, well, I know, I follow different people, and I watch different cable channels, and it's like, mm-mm, you have to try, like, more diversity in thoughts, like, of course, left and right-wing sources, and more minority voices, you know, women, foreigners, things like that, as this source also indicates. And you know, as said, quote, but the real diversity is diversity of thought. So the wider range of ideas that you get, you probably will get a better rounded understanding of what you want to know and even be ahead or on the same terms of the curve. Can this all happen in one day or shorter? Really, it depends on you. Because It really depends on what you want. Do you just want a, well, a basically your general news? Do you enjoy hearing about things that are happening across the planet from where you live? Do you want to maybe stay away from the more violence, terrorism, robberies, whatever the case, and more along the lines of economics or health, politics, things like that? I know today's attention spans and or information is more short and quick than ever, but don't be afraid to take that time That's and look at these sources that are above 20 minutes or 30 minutes or even an hour to just get a, a better idea about what you want to do. For example, I like to watch Lauderick Crowder, and yes, I know, it is. <laughs> he is controversial in many ways. But in a lot of ways, his content is very long and it goes about talking about many sources that are happening now, but he doesn't try to sugarcoat it either, if you know what I mean. Like it's, <laughs> oh my goodness, it's it's entertaining, it's informative, it's so much fun, and you still get to learn a lot as well. So that's just one example. Don't take it from me, but just play with it a little bit. Look around for different sources or even if you're making your own sources or you want to establish a better, stronger, factual information, then research. You know, look at what maybe the top competitors are doing and, you know, grow from that. And of course it takes time, but hey, it can get better. Great. So you've made up your list of sources that you look at most of the time in order to get informed. Awesome. But something still doesn't seem right? Well, maybe because the sources don't line up with your social identity. In an article for American Express Institute, it actually describes and has done tests on people who will pay for news that reinforces their social identities. Now, in a survey of over 400 people across the U.S., it turns out that people are willing to pay for high-quality news. It's just it wants, they want it to be news that caters towards their personal beliefs. So basically, this can be a stab to more traditional journalism values, in which case, of course, journalism is very tied to democracy. In a quote, there is a gap, the researchers noted, between how the public value, the press, and how journalists... And scholars see it. This isn't really that hard to (laughs) believe because, well, everyone has a different perception about everything. So this can be disheartening to some. I know it was a little bit to me because I'm used to just learning about the traditionals of journalism and then just falling through and hoping everyone else just understands. But not everyone just goes on to college and then learns about it. Or either some people... Form their own opinions about journalism and how it should be structured and how it should be presented. So it is fascinating to see the research that has been done and get an idea about what people really want from these sources and that they are willing to pay for what reinforces their belief system. And I know what you're thinking well, hey, you know, journalism is supposed to be a nonpartisan service. And in some cases, and I know I've seen this, I know you've probably seen this in a lot of different publications where it's like, hi, we're this and this, and we are practicing nonpartisan publication. And hey, that's great. That's why it makes it sort of counterintuitive how people would say, you know, there's free unbiased press, and then it's like, well, that's fine, but it doesn't match up with my social identity or it clashes with others. So that's why at least now today, it seems a lot more easier to just pick and choose what you want and what you want to pay for because there's so many different sources already out there. So it's not like you're (laughs) at least trying to be rude to the other person who has different thoughts and feelings or trying to have a good standing with their peers in their group. It's just fascinating to hear that. Okay, well, we want good quality news, but it turns out that we don't want it to be something that is not leaning towards one or the other, which is interesting because everyone already sees that everywhere. Left, right, up, down. It's all over the place in race and politics. It's everywhere. And it's like that, that can be a little bit daunting, but then it's like, oh, well, cool, I already there are already places that exist that cater towards what I believe in and what my peers and friends and family may believe in. But some of the basics are still there. And what I mean by that is people still want facts and they still want good quality work that's just not turned out that easily. So sure, in terms of subject or audience, it could be different. But in the fundamentals of just Good work, you know, of course, writing interviews. Does it have some style? Is it cute? Is many different just areas to think about. So, sure, it may seem like wow, so no one really cares about just nonpartisan, you know, doing it for the gooder of everybody. But it turns out, like, well, some publications think that way and others want to do it in a more niche or small way. And that can be very beneficial as well. Preferences, am I right? (laughs) I'm glad to be living in a time where there are different organizations and programs that are offering younger generations more tools and more time to just still build on that fact checking and more sound principles to actually turn out high quality entertainment and news without it being so quick or either so... I don't know, eh, like TMZ, basically, or something like that. Don't come for me, TMZ. (laughs) In short, if you don't like regular cable news or just general news that you see on local networks, that's cool. You don't have to watch it at all. It's just, you know, preferences. As human beings, we are naturally curious to know what's happening around us, so it's impossible to truly just eliminate information from your daily life, but you can work and rearrange at least the current news that you are consuming now, at least so you get more quality, fact-based information. And sometimes you can find it more through just a book or either a podcast, Some of you may have some really great people that you follow on YouTube who have their own personal blogs that follow the same philosophies as what you see on their YouTube channels. And thankfully, some people and creators are super nice enough to just post this on many different platforms, either on their websites or on other more independent sources and that's really cool because you have options and that's so cool to have options about what you want to consume and how you want to consume it. But please make no mistake, I'm not knocking some of the more bigger publications like such as NPR because a lot of their stories and stuff have a really big human element that's of course attached to more controversial issues and it's really good to hear that more human aspect of content and news and stories. So am I knocking all the big guys? No I am not. It's just it is your choice about what you want to consume and what you like. And just because someone maybe that you were close to has been consuming a particular media you don't like for a super long time, doesn't mean that you have to follow in that as well. You know, just take your time with it. You don't have to figure it all out right now. It's just, hey, so here's what I used to do. Hmm, I've learned some different things from new perspectives. Okay, let me incorporate this and perhaps make a new plan. Oh wow, now I have an idea about how I want to do things and what things to cut out from my phone or laptop or things like that that maybe may cause negative effects or things that won't make you as productive or maybe will close you off from a bigger idea about what you want to know. Do you have any thoughts about this subject? Do you think, girl, you just got every single thing wrong about this thing? Let me tell you exactly how you need to fight the newsreel. Tell me. And as always, like and subscribe, comment, leave a rating if you can, and I'll see you next time.